Hello and welcome to episode 133 of the True Achievements podcast. No Rich this week again. I'm afraid he's busy planning for Gamescom and meetings and stuff. So it's just myself hosting and I'm joined again by Jack. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Buzzing. Cool. Buzzing for a Friday. And Ollie is returning. Hi, Ollie. Hello. How are you doing? Great again. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm absolutely amazing. I am. Oh, that's good. I'm better than both of you, I'll say. <laughs> you two haven't played any games on your own account again? No. Nope. Oh. We well, did actually I, play one of the uh, ID games. We had Ollie signed in, but the achievements only popped for the first account. So, uh, so but we'll account. talk about that in a bit. I didn't. I played your account as well, but I probably shouldn't mention <laughs> that. But uh, there you go. Yeah. No, that's last week. Yeah, oh, that was on rush. That was on rush when messaging me. Going I went in into security mode. I, was, <laughs> I thought my account had been compromised. <laughs> Changing all my passwords. Oh, yeah. Sorry for that. Oh, no, that's good, Harry. <laughs> all right, so I played a, a, three games this week. So the first one is Aero. Um, if last week I mentioned one of the achievements was unobtainable, he kind of retroactively added in some achievements to the, or some secrets, sorry, to the first DLC pack that weren't working but he's fixed that pretty quick so I managed to pop that so that's a, a completion done I can finally say once again that I've completed Aero finished Madden that was a bit of a grind the last last achievement is you've got to win a match with every team oh. it's 32, 32 teams so you've got to keep playing and so then, did you set it down to stupid tight like two minutes per half and yeah, well, you can okay, do one minute quarters, and then you can speed up like the the counter for uh, the timer. Sorry for the play clock and stuff. So it's okay. Not too bad. Could a you just play. take a lead? Do you actually have to finish the game, or could you take a lead then sim the rest and hope they don't? No, you you've got to finish it. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It probably takes about five six minutes per match, but it still adds up. And then I finally did it. And the achievement didn't pop, so I looked at the solution and it said uh, it must be done in normal time, can't be done in like overtime. So one, of, I think two of the games I'd, I'd drawn and then it goes into okay. another period. But so I you had to figure out which note. teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make a note of which ones I'd done that with, so then I had to go back through it again and got about halfway through. So it took a bit So you hard. actually won with 64 teams? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it was, I did about half of them, so... About 48, which wasn't fun, but yeah, done. Another completion. And then last night I played the first episode of The Walking Dead, the final season. I uh, won't give away too much, obviously, but uh, the graphics have had a bit of a bump. It looks like they've finally got a new engine going. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any crazy annoying glitches with people's faces not being rendered or anything like that or mm-hmm. stuff. The only thing it did do a few times, which was a bit odd, it had do like something and it'd have a dramatic moment and then it'd have some music, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that do, and then it go to the loading screen, but the track for the music had kind of skip over and keep repeating. So it sounded a bit weird. He did that a couple of times, uh, but yeah, decent start to the season. It's moved on a few, I, I'm guessing like three, four years, something like that from the end of uh, the walking dead, the new frontier that was the last one. So, could catch you up, but there's only four episodes in this one, which is a bit weird. So it's an episode short. 
And it's and got a slightly different achievement list, hasn't it? To what? Yeah, we're it's super annoying that they've they've done for years just complete this chapter, complete this chapter, and then complete the episode, and you get all the gamer score. Now there's collectibles, so and they work off the beaten path. So you probably, I don't, I'd, I suggest it's about probably takes about two three hours to complete everything, maybe about two hours again to finish the actual episode. So it's not, I wouldn't like watch a guide and, you know, ruin it for yourself. Like I'd play through it and then go back, but there's collectibles and there's some missable achievements. And then there's some missable achievements where you get a choice of doing one thing or the other. And, you know, like these achievements tied to which of them. So you've got some manual saving if you kind of look in advance. I was going to like ask how they did them in those games. Cause if they were all like based on your choices and stuff in the game, then it would, it would take ages to complete one of the games because there's like if I'm right in saying you've got to make loads of different choices all the time. Yeah, although there's not, it's a lot more. It's more kind of conversation. There's probably two or three big choices per episode you might make. Oh, okay. like um, but yeah, but you've like got to get different get... people to like you and stuff, haven't you? Or is that uh, no? There's, no, there's one for talking to everybody at a camp, which like you might have done anyway. But if there's like six groups of people sat around and if you talk to the one first who you're supposed to apologize to, then you've missed that. So you'd have to play through. And the checkpointing isn't isn't great. So if you miss it and go, oh, I've missed that, I'll go back again. You might be like four or five minutes before and have to go through all the dialogue again. And So I'd, I'd probably play it normally for the enjoyment and pick up whatever you get and then maybe go back through again with a guide if you struggling um you did mention manual saves though did you actually have slots that you could save onto for that yeah i think they've all had them that i've seen in the past these four save slots that you can kind of just back out but this that's another annoying thing you to back out and you know make another save and copy it you then go back in and you might and it's the last checkpoint again so you might have to oh, go okay. through and there's there's a couple of like quick timey things like say one of the achievements is for catch you got to spare three fish on the trot and the first one's really slow and it'll kind of sit there for you, but then they get slightly faster. So if you miss one of them and load in, you've got to go through all this dialogue again. And you know, if you miss it a few times, like you'd be pulling your hair out. <laughs> but it's, it's not too hard. But a good start to the season, worth checking out. But I won't spoil it for the achievements. But that's it for what I've been playing this week. But we have been doing some streams. We have indeed. Do you want me to mention uh, Black Ops first? I guess I will, because yeah. that was the first stream of the week. Did an hour and a half of it on Monday. And yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say other than it's basically just Call of Duty, you know? I mean, they, they've made some quite big changes to it over the years, but the core of the game and the way it plays is basically the same, I'd say. I'm not exactly like a Call of Duty expert, but I, I played COD 4 quite a lot. I played Modern Warfare and the first Black Ops quite a lot back in the day. There are some... Big kind of big changes like your health doesn't regenerate anymore. I don't know how long that's been in part of COD because I haven't played COD in so long. But I um, think that's the first time in multiplayer. Mm. In multiplayer, oh, okay. Yeah, so, apart yeah. from uh, hardcore mode and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, if if you get damaged, then you stay at that health, and you've got a little like stim pack injection thing that you can do once per life, and that heals you back up. So it's kind of is a bit different but in the reality is it just plays the same way it normally would like you you take a bit of damage you press the button then you regenerate back um did people did you find people were 
playing a bit more cautious then or were people just still charging around the map like Rambo and um I think that was mostly it yeah I mean I played it for an hour and a half and I played a few of the different game modes and the experience the way people were playing it was basically the same as they always do like the run and gun <laughs> like right. just abusing the 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 good weapons most of the people were using like most of the good people were using the same few weapons I tried sniping a little bit as well tried to get some no scopes <laughs> um, <laughs> I got one no scope. Someone in the stream told me to do it, so I did it, um, which pleased me. But yeah, I mean, the the perks have changed a little bit. A few of the perks that people know and love are still there, like the UAV jammer and stuff like that. So I think, like, compared to the cods I played before, the, there's probably more choice about the perks you can choose because mm-hmm. when I played it, it was stopping power. You had to have stopping power. Because it increased the damage of your gun on every gun, so like everyone yeah. took it, um, which yeah. wasn't great. And on top of that, you have like a I don't know what to call it, like a class, not a class, but a, a character type, and it changes the way your character looks, and you get like extra abilities. So one of them has a like a little bulldog that you can release mm-hmm. to chase people. One of them has like a, a UAV jamming thing one of them has like a turret uh one of them has a little robot that zooms around and electrocutes people so there is quite a lot of different stuff to do but i think like my main point is that like at the core it's uh it's still just call of duty multiplayer basically okay. i did have fun though like but did it have the exoskeletons of a kind of crazy double jumps and stuff like that no it did not know that the stuff that's from infinite warfare isn't it yeah, yeah. I, I get confused between them now it's been so Same. many. So there's, there's like 19 different ones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, it didn't have any of that. You couldn't wall run. You couldn't double jump. Um, there might have been the capability to do that later on, but I don't think I saw anyone doing any crazy stuff like that. So okay. probably not. I think the exciting thing for that one would be, uh, I think it's September. It's going to happen. The the Battle Royale mode that they've added. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. I forgot about gonna that. Be a, there's going to be a beta for that in September, so that'll probably be a worth checking out and this is the high-rise one isn't it it's kind of set in a building from what i gather yeah i remember watching the trailer for it that might kind of sway me to kind of pick it up or not because obviously the lack of campaigns like a big thing but the battle royale is pretty cool yeah i I think it would definitely sway me to try it because it's something fresh that hasn't it's different from every other battle royale game out there isn't it yeah, speaking of Battle Royales, actually, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the Battlefield Five Gamescom trailer yesterday? No. The, I don't know if it was the full trailer or a teaser trailer for uh, Gamescom, and it had their version of Battle Royale in it, and it looked pretty amazing. So Nice. It's worth checking out. It's interesting to see these uh, like big shooter developers, like, uh, like people that make COD and Battlefield, to try out the Battle Royale. Yeah, uh, game mode. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, you got to think like the way that the movement and stuff is like PUBG. When I played that, I don't know if it's just the frame rate or you know the the, the movement doesn't feel great. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they can get that kind of the speed of COD in that battle royale setting, it, it might be pretty cool. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I might try it as well. It's definitely um, worth checking out. And then up after Call of Duty, on Tuesday we streamed two games as usual. Uh, we started off with Road to Ballhalla. And this was a top-down puzzle platformer. And you control a ball on the stick 
and you're trying to roll for a level and get from point A to point B. It's pretty interesting. The game has a sense of humor about it. It's constantly trolling you. It has uh, hints and tips that are actually projected onto the level themselves. Um, so you'll be rolling along and some text will appear on the ground and it'll give you some bad advice, which will often result in your death. Um, for example, <laughs> oh, you can roll straight through these blue blocks. They won't hurt you at all, <laughs> but, but they just insta-kill you. Um, it had quite a lot of interesting features. Um, for example, at some point the screen rotated, but the controls didn't. Oh, yeah. So it just totally disorientates you. And you end up either having to rotate your controller or, in Ollie's case, rotate your head and uh, <laughs> make sense even, of it. The game even said, didn't it, like, it might be a good idea to rotate your controller here and, like, Ollie's upside down on the chair. <laughs> no, it's easier like that. <laughs> so, uh, it's um, pretty interesting, though, and uh, each level you completed, the levels were... And they started off quite short, but they started getting more technical as we went through. Um, you were awarded orange blocks, though. Um, you got five for completing the level, and then there were five attached to picking up little gold collectibles within the level. And you attained each one of those at um, 60%, 70%, 80%, 80%, 90%. And you needed to unlock more of those to progress into the next areas in the kind of hub world. Um, and each of the levels had a time trial variant too. We tried one of those, that's called the rush mode, and it seemed pretty unforgiving all the time. Um, it, was, it was cool though, interesting concept, um, worked quite well. Yeah, it was quite slickly uh, pulled off. Mm. So it was I fairly think... simple in concept, but the, the execution was not bad at all. Yeah, I think with the narration, it kind of gave me... Um, I say narration, but the the text that was appearing on screen it was kind of porcelain in terms of humour. Oh, definitely, yeah. And the, all the big things falling on you and stuff. Yeah, yeah so you'd get um, kind of big spheres that would drop out of the sky and block your path. You'd have to try and avoid lasers. It's just all the little mechanics that built up and made it challenging. Then up after that, we moved on to probably my highlight of a week from what I played. Overcooked 2, which yes. is cool. So for anybody that's been living under a rock and hasn't played Overcooked 1, uh, you basically play a chef or a couple of chefs in a kitchen, um, order tickets appear at the top of the screen with different um, customer orders on and different ingredients, and you've got to prepare the ingredients for those orders and try and get them out as quick as possible. The quicker you get an order out, the more points you earn. If you get the orders out in the correct order, you get streaks and kind of combos and you've got to try and get as many points as you can to try and get one, two or three stars at the end of the levels. And it's pretty much like the first game, which is not a bad thing because the first game played really well. It was quite slick, but it introduces a few more things over the top. Um, in terms of gameplay, it's standard. You start off quite simple. You're getting easy recipes. For example, chop up a lettuce, put it on a plate. Lettuce goes out, then chop up a lettuce and combine that with a chopped tomato. It goes out. It slowly introduces more mechanics. So you need to start washing the plates as they return to the kitchen. Um, you're going to have to chop meat up and then fry it or cook it before you can put it on a plate and combine it with other things. You've got to wash rice and cook rice and stuff like that. But there was uh, one new cool feature, uh, which was that you could throw raw food across the map. 
And this worked really well in the co-op levels. Um, so there were points uh, where one of the levels was a hot air balloon. And Ollie was on one side of the hot air balloon. Oh, I was God. on the other side. And there was a third hot air balloon that we couldn't get onto. It was moving between the platforms. And the recipes were getting pretty complex at this point. It was kind of combining pasta, meat, and tomatoes and all other manner of things. But I couldn't get the ingredients to Ollie quickly without kind of placing them on the third hot air balloon, which took time. So I was just throwing them from my hot air balloon to his. Um, they were landing on the floor. He was picking them up, preparing the ingredients. And we're going from there. And it was good, though. Really good yeah. fun. It is good fun, especially with Couch Co-op. It's uh, enjoyable. And you have to communicate well and mm -hmm. stuff, uh, which is always rewarding if you pull it off. I think it kind of lulls you into a false sense of security as well, because on the first set of levels, first world, we freestyled everything the first attempt, and then we were on fire. And then it slowly like introduced rice into the equation, and everything fell apart, and blenders. Yeah. We didn't know what was going on with those. <laughs> we did all right on the blender level, but like it was that hot air balloon level where the the environment starts moving around and you've got to make some more complex food yeah. on top of that. It's just everything falls apart quite quickly. Yeah. And uh, Jack's throwing me like 10, <laughs> like 10 different packets of pasta. It's just pasta all over the floor and I can't tell what I'm doing. Like I've put, <laughs> I've filled every space on the counter with something, which I've forgotten what it's for. Actually. So it's just like entering sheer panic mode. Um, it, and it all fell apart at that point. But... Yeah, it did. It did. Um, yeah, it's good, good fun though. It is fun. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Okay, so I'll do the next two because Jack wasn't here yesterday, or he wasn't. No, he was here, but he wasn't on the stream. So the first was Flipping Death, which I don't know how to describe the genre really, but it was probably just a, an, I'd call it a platforming adventure game. Um, you play a girl who accidentally enters the afterlife, um, and you take Death's job. Uh, for like the start of the game he gives you his scythe and his hood um, and you play as death so you run around in this world and the world's kind of like made of paper i guess you could say it, everything's 2d like all the elements in the game are 2d but you, they're kind of placed with depth to them so it kind of has a feel of a kind of pop-up book um if you know what i mean by when i say that if you've played um either stick it to the man or zombie vikings it's the same developer and they've definitely got a style that they kind of use for these games yeah i think they pulled it off really well um normally i'm a bit dubious about that kind of style of game but i think it was pulled off quite well but yeah you basically the whole concept of the game is that the, this the environment that you're in the whole like game world flips um, and you can flip from the afterlife or whatever it is from the the death world into the real world uh, and you can possess people and when you possess people that's when that happens so you'll be running around and you can kind of see the silhouettes of people who are on the other side um, and then if you you gather souls and stuff which you just do by running around and collecting uh, these floating skull things um, and then once you've got enough you pay them and you press a button and you flip into a person who's on the other side. It was pretty good. It was fairly in intuitive and um, like fairly unique. I haven't played a game like it before. Uh, and there's a story to it as well. You kind of figuring out mysteries which people set you. Um, 
And when you control the people uh, in the real world, you can kind of control their limbs individually. So you can flail all their limbs around and like a ragdoll kind of thing, which is fairly entertaining. Um, there are a few different characters as policeman, a dentist, a little girl, a sailor kind of guy, um, a lumberjack, and they've all got different kind of abilities. So if you're the dentist, you can go around with your drill and start drilling other people in the face, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Does the, does the flailing of the limbs have any purpose or is it just a fun thing to do? Uh, it's a fun thing to do, yeah. It has a purpose <laughs> in some cases. So like you can you can annoy people. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, so you just walk into someone's house and just start hitting them in the, on the head and they get annoyed. And sometimes that has like ramifications in the game if you want them to do certain things yeah it was quite fun there's a jazz guy you can play as as well so you can go up to people and just like start playing jazz in their face uh which is quite entertaining i think that the the game was like the the tone of the game was really good like it was humorous um and yeah like the way the way you could flail people's limbs around just made it even funnier so i think if you if you're into like kind of detective style uh, games um, and you've played the other games which I must admit I haven't I think it was it Stick It to the Man I haven't played that yeah. then yeah definitely recommend picking up Flipping Death so the next one is probably my pick of the week uh, which is Dead Cells um, and lots of people were hyped for winning this one in the stream <laughs> it's kind of like a roguelike 2D roguelike game where you are in uh kind of prison i guess it is um and there's different randomly generated rooms much like all the other roguelikes and you pick up items by killing enemies um and you can upgrade different parts of your character and there are bosses you can get to eventually so it's all fairly standard stuff in terms of um like how the game plays it's very similar to a game like rogue legacy or other roguelike games but i think the the, the real thing that made it good was just the execution and the way it was pulled off it's really slick like the graphics are of a certain style um, and they're really well done mm-hmm. um, the, the animations look fantastic in it just the yeah, amount of different abilities and stuff that you can equip different weapons mm-hmm. it exactly makes each playthrough unique in a sense for sure yeah. or each attempted playthrough so i thought <laughs> it's quite difficult yeah no i didn't even um i didn't even reach the first boss oh wow, um, okay but I, I got to like the second like set of levels. So each like chunk of levels, a chunk of rooms, I guess I could say, is like maybe like twenty different rooms, and then you teleport to a place where you can heal up and like upgrade some abilities, and then you go to the next chunk. It so didn't I got... feel too unforgiving. Though. It felt like you were progressing. No, for sure it did. Yeah, I only I played it for what an hour and a half. No, an hour, and I felt like real progression even in that time even though i died probably like three or four times Uh, and obviously you lose pretty much everything you have when you die but there are some things which carry over so you can get like abilities which help you carry over gold from one death to the next and stuff like that um which makes it you know less punishing um but as you say it's just the the animations and the, the the different types of weapons you can get which will do different crazy things which make the game what it is um and yeah, it's really satisfying, like pulling off an insane combo with some ridiculous weapon you found, which is exactly the kind of game I like. And I think it's got a fair amount of playability to it. Like, obviously, I played it for an hour and didn't get that far. So, yeah, I'm probably going to start playing that one 
uh, on my own time at some oh, point. Wow. That's a glowing recommendation. It is. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more streams coming up next week. Four more ID games, which will be Airheart, Tales of Broken Wings, and State of Mind on the 21st, and Hero Defense, and Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes on the 23rd of August. That, te- that Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is supposed to be quite good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one works, because um, it was... I think it was a popular VR game back on Steam, and I don't know if it will need um, more players. We might have to do some mm. investigating on that one. I, th- I did a little bit of investigating, and you can play it two players. Okay, great. One player has to have the manual. Okay. You can't look at the screen, I think. Is that uh, the one where you've got to defuse the bomb? Yeah, yes. you've got to defuse the bomb, yeah. Right. So like, okay. you, someone will have to have the manual on their phone or something, and then like, okay. not, not look at the screen and... That's how you play it. I'm going to have to watch the pod for that one. That sounds cool. And I can imagine you two are going to die a lot. <laughs> yeah. It should be entertaining. Okay, let's move on to some site news. So the big one this week is we announced the Ultimate Head-to-Head 4. Woo! Uh, we're doing it a bit different this year. So there's not only the contest like we've done uh, the previous three times, there's also a community challenge you can join in with this time as well. So uh, the competition works as it did last year. You sign up each Saturday, I think it is now, that the the, the period start. Uh, the magic of TA will generate a list of 20 achievements and put you against somebody and you've got to kind of compete to unlock as, as many of those achievements as possible. There's going to be a group stage again, so there's four rounds of the group stage, and then what happens is you don't get eliminated if you lose one of them. Every achievement you unlock, you'll get one point, and then if you win the matchup that week, you'll get five bonus points. And then after the fourth period, the top 256 players go through to a knockout stage. So then obviously it's head-to-head, and if you lose, you're out, and it just keeps progressing until we get the overall winner. And then as well, if you go out in the group stage, it's an option when you sign up to uh, do the just for fun stage. So that kind of carries on the the group's kind of stage and you just keep competing to get the most achievement unlocks basically in the whole competition. If you unlock 10 achievements from one of the lists, then you'll complete the community challenge. So you'll automatically get a badge on your profile for that. Registration is open now until Monday at 9am. So if you want to join in with that, and I think it's been by far the most popular kind of contest that we've done on a recurring theme, then join up and get involved. It's good fun. Are you going to be entering any of you two? I, the thing is, I checked it out, and I think it sounds really fun. Like I, I really want to do it, but I'm nowhere near the um, the requirements for entry. So uh, I'm a bit gutted, to be honest. Okay. Well, you can games. always add um, some games to your collection. Um, but I need two, a two and a half thousand valid locked achievements, right? Oh, so I guess if most I just... games have 50 in, uh, so you're okay. only looking at about, what, like 40 <laughs> games? Oh, okay. So it's it doesn't have to ID. be games that I actually own. It's just games that in, are in my collection. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. And okay. then if those come up in your list, then you can start them. Okay, I need 10K gamer score, though. That's actually not that hard to get, but I think I'm quite close to it. This just shows how little achievements I actually have. <laughs> Yeah, I've got 8.9 thousand gamer score. <laughs> okay. That's doable, though. You've got a weekend to uh, pull up to 10. 
Okay. Yeah, sure. I've got some big achievements that are on the way, like Oli Oli. I'll talk about that later, though. There's a question which I'm going to bring that up on. Okay, and then moving on to some normal news. Obviously, it's the middle of the month, so we've got a change in the games with gold titles. So you've got Forerunner from now until September the 15th. And then on the 360 and back compat, you've got Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. I definitely recommend checking out Forerunner if you didn't. like It surprised me how good it is. If you download it, give it a go. It's well worth it. And then if you haven't done so already, don't forget you can download Forza Horizon 2 until the end of this month as well. This week we got the announcement of which titles are going to be leaving Game Pass at the end of this month. So there's seven in total. On the Xbox One, we got 10 Second Ninja X, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018, and The Bridge. And then on the 360, uh, Gallagher Legions DX, Pac-Man Museum, Soul Calibur 2 HD Online, and Tekken Tag Tournament 2. I, I don't think I'll miss them, to be honest. The bridge is supposed to be quite easy, in it, with a guide? Yeah, I think it's about um, eight hours or so of a guide. Right, okay. So it's worth playing, though. It's quite a... Um... It's kind of a puzzler that's uh, tied to gravity and impossible illusions. Yeah, I think Rich played a little bit of this when he was doing his 200 gamer score streams. I think there's like an odd number achievement in there that he used to even himself out. So it did look quite cool. Speaking of Game Pass, though, we've had a few additions this week. So I think last Saturday was QuakeCon, or last weekend was QuakeCon. We found out that Doom was going to be joining Game Pass, but also the original Rage has joined Game Pass mm. as a bonus. So check that one out if you want to get excited for Rage 2 coming later this year. And then we got a surprise one as well, Graveyard Keeper, released earlier this week, and that got added straight into Game Pass without any real kind of fanfare or announcement or anything, but it's there. If you want to play it, go for it. This weekend... Is there another free play uh, if you want to play Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, which, again, is a game I'd recommend checking out. Really good fun. But that's going to be uh, free to play over the weekend, and then there's also a sale on, so you can save up to 60% on it, or you can pick up EA Access and play it. So loads of ways to play it if you enjoy it over the weekend, but definitely worth checking out if you haven't done it so far. This week, Microsoft added another update for Alpha and Beta preview rings. So there's now a shopping cart feature for the uh, Xbox Store. Woohoo! So you no longer got to individually purchase everything you want. You can kind of just, stack it all together. Just annoying. This came after the huge sale, isn't it? I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. strange. It's yeah. slow. So yeah, you can you can put all your stuff and purchase it all at once, which is great. There's also like a thing where you can add it and then choose to purchase it later, mm-hmm. you know, rather than straight away. So people are saying it's a bit of a wish list feature. Yeah. But then I've seen people saying that um, you kind of get emailed quite often by saying, "Oh, you've got items in oh, your shopping yeah, cart." Prompt you, you sure you don't want to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know how. It's a little bit like the Amazon save for later, isn't it? Yeah. Amazon's amazing. Like if you buy something as like a one-off purchase, then it's like, oh, we recommend. Like I only wanted to buy a toilet seat. You know what I mean? You buying a toilet seat on Amazon? <laughs> no, just that's between. But yeah, I th- I th- it sounds like a good. Obviously, yeah, the it does. I think the cat if, things. If they notify you when uh, a reduction happens, like our wishlist system does, that'd be cool. 
I don't think that's happened yet. It may do, I don't know. But I've, uh, the other good thing is it, it's persistent. So say that you're in work or something and you, and you see a sale and you add it to your shopping list and go, oh, I'll, I'll have a proper look later. You can come on your console and whatever you've saved, as long as you're logged in on the same account, will be showing in that cart for you, you know, to add to or purchase at home later or whatever. So that's pretty cool. And that is it for normal news this week, but we have some back compats again. Yes, we do. So this week we've got... Uh, Tomb Raider Legend and Tomb Raider Anniversary. And I was looking at the price. Tomb Raider Legend, it's only a couple of quid. I mean, it's like pound fifty. Yeah. Is that um, the first Tomb Raider? No. I don't think it is. Is Anniversary a remake? I'm not too sure now. I've not played any of them. I'm not really a massive Tomb Raider fan. Did the first one come out on like PS1 or something? I don't even know. Yeah, it was PS1 and um, PC way back in the day. Yeah, okay. Right, so Tomb Raider Legend was released in 2006. Oh, okay. And then Anniversary was 2007. I don't know if any of them are remakes of, like... Anniversary does sound like a remake, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I'd stay well clear for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on to some questions, Ali. Yes. Okay, so we've got a few questions this week. And the first one is the question of the week, as always. It's a little bit of a... I don't know. It's a strange one, but I, th- I, th- I thought it was uh, quite funny. So uh, it's from Iron Lord Telwick. He says, with the announcement of Bus Simulator coming to consoles next year and the recent releases of Train Sim and Farming Simulator ETC, what would the members of the podcast like to see used for a simulator game? So my first thought on this is that pretty much every simulator game that you can imagine already exists. <laughs> seems to be a real niche for them. I mean, you've got the, the kind of silly take on simulators like Surgeon Simulator, but then you've got like primitive agricultural simulator, yeah. logging simulator. Primitive agricultural yeah. simulator? Yeah, there's an agriculture simulator and they did a primitive version of it where you don't have the, the don't machines. Don't a tractor. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You've got stuff like Quarry Simulator. Um, I think there's Gold Rush Simulator. It's tons. Yeah, um, fishing. Fishing sim. Don't remind me. So I think you'd have to pick a really um, out there activity to find something that hadn't actually already been created. Well, Dave had the good uh, idea of a warehouse employee simulator. Um, yeah, you see, there is a forklift truck simulator, though, and that's mainly in a warehouse. So, well, there's so many more aspects to it. You've got to like pick the orders and you know, put box them, and then obviously shrink wrapping. Nobody's done that, so you've got to shrink wrap the pallets and stuff. So that's why you could you could have cling film simulator. Yeah, just cling film stuff. That's, that's all you do. <laughs> that would be hard. I think. I think it's always like the heroes who get a simulator, like train driver simulator. Why don't you have like a train passenger simulator? Uh, yeah, or like train ticket office simulator. Yeah, like EasyJet flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> sorry, you flights been <laughs> dealing with drunken passengers. <laughs> what about um, if you were working behind a bar, like a like you know serving drinks and you had to make cocktails and you had to you had to check look in their eyes and yeah you yeah. had to look in their eyes and go is this person had too much i've got to be a responsible bartender yeah. yeah 
you cut off and then splitting up fights and stuff. Oh, they're drunk enough. I can uh, not put as much into their shots. And, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watering down. Uh, my only thought was I used to work for Royal Mail just for a bit, only for like two months. But I think the mundanity of that job led me to want a postman simulator. So you, 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 you filter down all your mail at the start of the day. Uh, you get it into the right boxes, and then you uh, you go on your round, and you have to oh, avoid. So you're people. going from like the complete like starting office to the full stack, yeah. everything. Yeah. Triple A, it's going to be a triple A game. Um, so you could start with like picking up the mail from the post boxes. Are they even a thing anymore? Post you do boxes? that whilst you're on your round. So you pack, yeah. you sort your mail at the start, put it into different bands, and then you. Do you have to prioritise the kind of special before 1pm deliveries and stuff like that? Real yeah. postmen don't. They'll just deliver them whenever they want. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you do have to do specials. But I, I couldn't drive, so I'd have to get driven around by someone else. So I'd be a, like a tag team of postmen. Okay, so you could have a cooperative mode in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Couch oh co-op. Yeah. Um, split screen postman. One does the specials, one, one does the normal. You could have like a takeaway delivery driver simulator or yeah that could work so you can kind of hang around at people's doors waiting for a tip or something like <laughs> just, just like giving it the, the, the little hand gesture like tip delivery driver okay well i think we've got some good ideas we should pitch them to um to companies for making art. We'll have to let us know in the in the comments, like which one's your favourite, or do you have an even better suggestion for? Yeah, which one should we put game? into development first? <laughs> what about like a, a data entry <laughs> simulator? Oh, because that's basically the real thing, isn't it? You just be typing in, you know, numbers and spreadsheets and stuff. You, you could, could just that. pose it as a simulator, and then that, they're actually doing a job behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. They're mining crypto. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bitcoin mining simulator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, good question. I'll get in touch with you on Twitter, Iron Lord Tarek, and uh, give you a choice of games. Excellent. Okay, next one from Datboy Treasy. Uh, as a bunch of gamers who don't tend to hang about with their games, are there any titles in your backlogs that you keep intending to go back to and do more on? And has there been any titles you've got back into and gone all the way with to the full completion? So I mentioned it earlier before, and I think one that I'm probably going to go back to is Oli Oli, which is a 2D skateboarding game, which is not the type of game I usually play, but it was quite fun. And it plays a little bit like skate, so you can use the analog sticks to do all the tricks. Um, and I just had like a weekend a couple of months back where I went crazy and decided to try and complete it. But I gave up because some of the achievements are crazy, like doing all the levels on a certain mode with three stars and stuff. But I really liked the way it played. So I'm probably going to go back to it at some point. And I've already done one of the hardest achievements, which is uh, complete every trick in the game. Um, and they're like 300 odd tricks. And you've got to do them all with the analog sticks. So it's really hard to like mess it up. So... I feel like I should complete it, but yeah. In terms of games for me, like pretty much everything I've got unfinished, like I keep meaning to go back to it. Some point, it, I just rarely ever do because new stuff comes out and I'm a bit like, ooh, new things. I kind of did it recently with Ghost Recon Wildlands. I did that for review, so I, I guess that came out last year, was it? 
and the, and it was just a huge map and I'd finished the story and everything and it was just collectibles left but there was hundreds of them and I just couldn't be bothered but I, for some reason I just sat here one day and was like right I'm going to finish this and then it took me about three days of just driving around a map and picking up collectibles but finally went back to I didn't finish it all I've got the DLC to do but I just I've got the DLC owned and stuff I'll go back to it at some point but yeah, pretty much everything. I always mean to go back to games. Mm. It's just I rarely ever do. I think, yeah, same. But for for me, like, if I get a really hard achievement on something and then I feel like I want to do all the other ones more, uh, I don't it's know why. For, like, it's like the Modern Warfare 4. I, I know it's not especially hard, but every, every say, um, Mile High Club was like oh, yeah. crazy. And I, I did that on the 360, and I've just got to finish some of the levels on veteran which i know i can do because i've done it on the the remastered version and stuff it's just i can't really be bothered <laughs> going back and plugging it in although it's back compact now isn't it i think cod Four, so i might do it it is yeah um i've, I've spent ages trying to do that I, I could never do it it's such a grind trying to like get the perfect flash grenade and like you have to use the pistol and you have to do it perfectly pretty much true story i did it on the on the remastered version anyway, about the second or third go, I went through, got to the end of it, and then I shot the hostage instead of... <laughs> <laughs> and then it probably took me about two or three hours or something after that. I just replay and I just couldn't get back to that point again. Jeez. And then eventually did it. But yeah, like I was well chuffed that I shot the guy in the end. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the final bit, isn't it? You've got to yeah, shoot yeah. the guy you just got to him. shoot him. You get yeah, and then just parachute. That's it. And I've done it. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anything for you, Jack? I have there are a couple of games that I have been meaning to go back to for ages. One of them is Mass Effect. I've got a single achievement left in that, um, but it's for playing through the majority of the game with the Asari ally. And that means you've got to play through as much of the game as possible without doing side quests to unlock the ally. And then you've got to do as many side quests as possible and then complete the game. And it's about 75% of the quests you need to do. It's a bit of a long haul. I just haven't been had the motivation to go back to it yet. And there's another game, Infinite Undiscovery. Um, I'm most of the way complete with that, but I've got to do another two playthroughs to actually complete it and get the final one game of score achievement which is uh, <laughs> yeah i i messed up my play for order so i should have played it on the hardest difficulty first and then played on the expert difficulty which unlocks after hard um in order to get the one game of score achievement but i stupidly started on normal mode which means i've got to <laughs> play it finish my normal playthrough then i've got to do a hard playthrough then I've got to do an expert playthrough. <laughs> and how long's a playthrough? Oh, I've been going on it for hours. I think I've put like over a hundred hours into it, oh, but I haven't played wow. it for years. One of the achievements I was working towards was the getting every single unique item in the game, and I had eight hundred and twelve out of eight hundred and thirty or something. And I think I've lost the spreadsheet of where I've, <laughs> where I've got those noted down. So I think that's a write-off at this point. <laughs> I'll move on then. Ian Triplo, what's the highlight you want to see at Gamescom? I'd imagine this one's for Dave because Dave's going to be there. I do have some ideas in mind, but what do you think, Dave? Do you know what? We've got so many things booked. I'm obviously looking forward to seeing Forza Horizon 4 and trying that out for myself. 
kind of interested to see what Rage is like. We've got a bit of a hands-on with that, so that should be interesting. And then Just Cause 4 as well. I know he's one of Richie's highlights that he wants to see. And last year was really interesting. We got like a, a dev session with the people who did Life is Strange. So although they didn't kind of spoil it and show us too much, they kind of had some interesting things going on with, you know, some of the choices you make and showing how it changed from different playthroughs and stuff. So got one for Life is Strange too. That should be interesting. Got so many, pretty much every kind of AAA that's coming, been announced at E3 and coming out later this year, we've seen apart from Red Dead, which isn't there, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> I'm hyped for Red Dead. Definitely pick it up. But uh, apparently you've um, you've barely got any time for lunch. You're seeing so much stuff. Yeah, we we kind of toned it down from last year because the year before, like when Jack came, because I think when Jack came, we had pretty much two or three appointments for like every slot. <laughs> this year, we we've kind of got one appointment, so we're both going to try and get in. If we don't, then one of us has got a bit of time to kick around and stuff because it's a, it's a nightmare. The halls are so big. You book an appointment, and then as soon as it finishes, you've got to leg it through two different halls to try and make it to the next one. And they start at the same time as you finish, pretty much. So you've almost got to leave an appointment between appointments just for traveling, haven't you? Yeah, probably the best thing we've got is we've got on Tuesday, which is like uh, I think it's like industry days, so the the public aren't allowed in. We've got um, access to the Microsoft stand, so you just can. Go in and everything that's on there. So there'll be obviously the the exclusive Microsoft stuff, but they'll have quite a few kind of third party games to get as well. And you can just walk up to the games and just play them without you know. There's no kind of devs mm-hmm. trying to show you through. So you just kind of get to feel it naturally rather than you know having a playthrough where somebody tapping you in the shoulder going, "No, don't." Yeah, it feels a bit less way. engineered. Yeah. So that that was fun last year. So that should be interesting to see what that's like. Apparently, there's a Microsoft kind of thing going on uh, on a boat. Yeah, the fan fest we got on that. So <laughs> we did it with you. Yeah, we did it when you came, didn't we, Jack? And that was kind of similar to the thing that we did last year on the Tuesday, which is like a, you just went on the stand and you could walk around and play whatever you want. This year, I don't know how they're doing it. It's a, a boat on the Rhine. So, so I don't know if these games there are not. I think there's some kind of games and stuff on there, but it should be fun. The only problem is it's the night before we're traveling home early on the Friday. So if sounds like a recipe involved, for disaster. <laughs> we've been invited to, I think, three parties on that Thursday night, and it's like we can't really do any of them because <laughs> it's going to be rough traveling home. Yeah. yeah. And we're on a train for like seven hours. I am. I've got to travel to London through the tunnel and then back to Manchester. So I, I'm on I'm on a train for about eight hours that day, which I don't really fancy being too long over. Yeah. Maybe just sleep, go to sleep on the train. You could try and convince me yeah. to sail the boat all the way back to <laughs> Yeah, just cut, come up the ship canal in Manchester. <laughs> Get it down the canals. Yeah. Safe safe for vessels. Yeah, I um was excited to see what the project Mephisto is going to be. So there's a there's a story on uh, trophies right now about a mysterious project which has been announced, or not announced, but like hinted at in one of the Gamescom like rewards things. 
Yeah, it's a bit weird that they put it up for an award before it's even been yeah. revealed or anything. It's strange. Like it makes you think it's going to be revealed at Gamescom, I guess. I yeah, mean, maybe it'll be of the award for like most disappointing reveal, and it'll just be, <laughs> be nothing. <laughs> but the hint is that uh, Diablo Four is there. Yeah, that's what I think. Because who makes um, Diablo Four? Blizzard. Blizzard, right? So um, same I'm people not... who make World of Warcraft and. Um, bunch of other games but um, yeah I'm not, we've got because activision are part of them aren't they and we've got we didn't normally would like the, when you get the list of games being shown to make appointments they'll say do you know like unannounced mm-hmm. one and unannounced two mm-hmm. and the activision one didn't mention any unannounced so it's, i don't know true okay so yeah that kind of says it's not going to be a blizzard game it might just be that they, they thought well it's if it's pc maybe and they just gone well you know you don't do pc so we just won't even bother mentioning it. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, true. But um, it could be the part of the thing with the Switch, like Diablo 3 is coming to the Switch. I don't yeah. know. There's plenty of things it could be. But Mephi- basically, Mephisto is a boss in uh, in Diablo 2. So that's why people think it's going to be a new announcement. And Blizzard have released a video like hinting at new Diablo stuff. So I'll be gutted when it inevitably isn't anything about Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on to the next one. It's from Cliff N. With uh, head-to-head competition coming, do you think there's room for a competition of head-to-head? But instead of single achievements, it's a full game completion or as close to you can get to a full completion after the time ends. What do you think of that idea? I think this one would be a bit trickier to do because you um it's going to be more difficult to find people that match up well um unless you're basing it just on unstarted games okay yeah you'd have to find two people with the same say 13 achievements unlocked in far cry and so that they're exactly the same point i suppose wouldn't you yeah it's kind of tricky to match people at the start i guess you're right yeah you could, but even then, like as you knock people out, quadding the same two, the final two having the same game with the same number of achievements is going to be highly unlikely. Yeah, I, I mean, at the minute we do we try and match people up based on progression within the game. So we try and figure out if they've got similar achievements unlocked or they're potentially at similar points to try and make it as fair as possible. But that just does become a lot harder with. Um, full game completions I think but you never know maybe in the future we'll uh, think about it could be interesting yeah if you could somehow give people like a, a fresh gamer tag to play on mm. uh, that's pretty far-fetched but if you, get, if you give people like completely clean gamer tags and then like they have just a race to complete as many of the same games as they can that'd be pretty interesting yeah I think you're right it sounds way trickier to set up than the current way it's done. Okay, last question is from Ty. Should there be more cross-platform achievements? For example, the Minecraft Switch achievements. I didn't even know that you could get Xbox achievements on the Switch. Is that is that what you're saying? Is that you can... Yes. So Minecraft released on the Switch not too long ago. It's obviously a Microsoft IP at this point. Yeah. So we bought it from Mojang. Yeah. Um, but they plug into all the interfaces. So if you're playing it on the Switch, there's a separate Nintendo Switch achievement list. And you can earn achievements in that, and they track properly through the Microsoft ecosystem. 
Nice. Um, similarly, you can play Minecraft on, I think there's iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Apple TV. As everything. Play on pretty much everything, yeah. And they all track achievements. They all the track achievements way. and all separate lists as well. Wow, okay. These ones. Do we think there should be more of that? I think people are, people that like earning achievements and like to have more achievements than other people or more score, they're always going to say yes. Yeah. Um, but I, if it's not adding anything to the game, um, if it's just playing it for the sake of getting the achievements on a different platform, I'm not too sure. The, I, I suppose the main benefit is potentially getting users that have Nintendo Switches, as an example, interested in the Microsoft ecosystem. So they might pop an achievement and go, oh, what's this? Haven't seen one of these before. And then might kind of jump to Xbox and start playing Xbox because of that. Maybe it will help some gamers broaden their horizons. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So they they did it with Age of Empires on uh, iOS, I think, didn't they? So I think it's useful for, like, you know, some of these mobile games that they do that are for their own IP, but... You couldn't really do it without saying, "Oh, PlayStation is Gears of War" or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So it'd have to. I think you're limited. But there's that weird Gears. What was it? Gears Pops or whatever it was called. It looks like a mobile game. So I'm guessing that. Gears Tactics, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's Windows 10. That one, isn't it? I think so. That might that'll do it anyway. I guess. But yeah, I was going to say they did it for games like Dark Souls and stuff on the games for Windows Live. So yeah. yeah get Xbox achievements on PC quite easily. Yeah, I got I'd do it if, Sorry, if they start bringing out little mobile versions of games and stuff that they publish itself. I think it's worth them doing it, but... I, I think I they've know. got to be tricky about devaluing score too much. So if they open up to anybody under the sun to be able to use, um, you get to the point where you've got an achievement system like Steam. But I think it's it's not going to be that often that you see... A Microsoft game like Minecraft appear on the Switch, or yeah, exactly. And that's obviously a special case as well because it's their kind of baby at this point, isn't it? They've bought it. Yeah, that's a bit sounds a bit weird. Yeah, no, I think I agree. It's it's a rare case, but if it happened with every game, then it would quickly spiral out of control, I guess. Cool. So that's it, I think, for the questions for this week. And um, we've got new achievement lists. Yeah, so we've got tons as usual. Obviously, big one this week was The Walking Dead final season, but we also had The Walking Dead final season Windows 10 hit with 48 achievements for a 1,000 game score. Um, they're obviously in DLC packs, so you buy the base game and then you've got the other episodes on top that are going to release later on down the line. So it doesn't look like there's going to be a 360 version then, does it? No, I think um, with this new engine, you were... Uh, I'm talking about earlier, they've probably severed ties with the 360 at this point, haven't they? They normally put it on like the phones and stuff, don't they? So, uh, mm. the phone's probably more powerful than the 360 <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <right? laughs> uh, okay, then we had ACA Neo Geo Garu Mark of the Wolves with standard 12 achievements. We've got Earhart Tales of Broken Wings with 14 achievements. Fall of Light Darkest Edition with 23 achievements. Coffee Crisis with 45 achievements. It sounds like a great game. Coffee yeah. Crisis. Uh, we've got Wailing Heights with 12 achievements. Airport Simulator 2019 with 14 achievements. 
So is that, are you a pilot? Is it basically flights? I don't know if you're a pilot or if you're an air traffic controller. No, you're a, you're a cabin crew, mate. Yeah. Cabin crew. <laughs> okay. The achievement list doesn't really give much indication. <laughs> no, you can upgrade know. vehicles. I guess for vehicles are planes. Well, you don't know, you could be like doing the baggage handling and stuff, trying to have crazy ramp things that they have and stuff. They could split it out into about 12 different games at that point, though, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah. well, baggage handling simulator. Fully upgrade an employee's skills. So maybe you can play everyone in the airport. Yeah, maybe it's kind of like a um, god game in that respect, and you're kind of overarching controlling of people. Um, then up after that, we've got Drunk Foo Wasted Masters with 28 achievements. Which sounds intriguing. Uh, Persian Knights Sands of Wonders with 29 achievements. Moonfall Ultimate with 26. Elia with 19 achievements. Spectrum with 17. Claws of Fury with 10. Tyler Model 005 with 11. And Kingsguard Tower Defense with 10 achievements. Okay, let's have a look at what is coming our way today and the rest of this week or next week. We've got the Great Lakes DLC for Railway Empire, Treadnoughts, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Persian Knights, Sands of Wonders, Drunk Fu, Wasted Masters. That sounds like Richie's kind of game, that one. <laughs> no idea what it is. We've got uh, codes for that, I think. We have the opportunity to stream it if we want to. Polygod today. Next Tuesday, we've got All-Star Fruit Racing. I guess that's releasing that's in North America. US release, yeah. It released a month early in Europe, which is strange. Makes a change. It does. Brawl Out, Socketeer, Tyler, Model 005, Shenmue and Shenmue 2. So I guess there's going to be a lot of people excited for that one. Uh, next Thursday, Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr. God, these names. And ACA Neo Geo Cross Swords. Okay, that is it for us this week. I'm pretty certain we'll probably be recording a couple of specials from Gamescom. No idea what's happening next Friday, but there'll definitely be some Gamescom ones in between. Thanks for joining us, Jack and Ollie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, as always <laughs> and uh, we'll speak to you next time have a good weekend bye see ya okay. bye bye